0: morning class, settle down, settle down, <clears throat> I've been informed by the faculty that there's been some sexual misconduct or at the DT Academy, no doubt some of the boys were checking into the nurse's office, <coughs> anyway, as a result today, we'll be watching a video on sexual education, since most of your minds are in the gutter. Fair warning, though, there will be language and content that's not suitable for the younger audience, so viewer discretion is advised. There will be spoilers for this type of behavior as well as any other video you might watch of this nature, so be very careful what you see. But most importantly, the views and opinions expressed in this video are those that have participated, those alone and no one else's. That having been said, I hope you learned something out of this, like, cassettes is sexy. Look, but don't touch. And for external use only, it's not a euphemism. Seriously, where did all those out of air bottles come from? Well, hello everybody and welcome to Dub Talk, where we cover the latest and greatest in anime. Sometimes, you know, we to go out of the box a little bit but uh yeah so we i'm your host jamal and with me tonight is Gigi. what up friends and we've got a good show for you tonight <laughs> well, well when i say good show i'd be a good episode uh show yourself so you can cut kind the of question but...
1: <laughs> good is always subjective
0: yes and uh Since this is pretty much back-to-school month, uh, we decided to cover high school comedy of sorts. uh, Sex comedy, if you will. Yes, we'll cover the dub of My Girlfriend Sure is a Bitch. Uh, Just kidding, I don't have a girlfriend.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's like, is that what the title is supposed to mean?
0: That's close enough. Yes, we'll cover the... uh, 2019 said title of my girlfriend is show bitch.
1: So what does show bitch mean?
0: Exactly what you think it means. Oh. Yeah. When I googled the title, uh, as there were a few various terms thrown around. Of course, the main one being bitch, but uh, slut was also thrown in for good measure.
1: Gosh, these poor girls can't cut a break. Talking about baseball for one episode, all of a sudden you a show bitch. <laughs> it's kinda interesting
0: this show because here's the thing about this. This was one of the early shows that actually got out of Amazon Channel. Like one of the first shows, if you could believe it.
1: Wow, I didn't even know it was there to be honest with you.
0: Exactly, which is why it was so much of a surprise, like But as time goes on, we'll get more. We'll get more and more shows coming out of Amazon Jail. I know people are upset about killing bites. We're getting Dover Road now. Uh, see what else we get.
1: Magical Girl Site just got. Oh, good
0: God!
1: I liked that
0: show. I've heard things about that. I don't know.
1: (laughs) It's really like dark, and it's like it's very weird. It is not for. Pretty much anyone, but I like dark magical girl shows, but they didn't dub it. So, uh, what else got out of there after the rain,
0: after the rain,
1: um, he told you, me, my hero got out of there. Yeah.
0: yeah, That's got out of there.
1: There's so many, but we know so many that are still stuck in there. Banana fish. Oh, I'm sorry. I have a little cough. I don't have COVID. I swear.
0: I can hear certain bright eyes uh, screaming for water. Cori.
1: Ah, oh, that is also one that's still stuck there. But at least this one got out. I can see why though, because it's really like Up Sentai's alley as of late, at least, where they tend to uh license and and sometimes dub a lot of uh how would you even describe this other than I mean it is very etchy. Uh I
0: I think the way to describe it is either B got HK without as much of the charm. Or the American Pie spinoffs.
1: Okay, Jamal, so let me just tell you that B Gotta HK is one of my favorite anime of all time because it's fucking hysterical. Yes. This show had none of the charm of B Gotta HK.
0: Yeah, I think what they did with you says a show bitch for somebody, but show it for this bitch.
1: Hey, it's it's not wrong, but let's, please, introduce introduce the show some more. Let our lovely audience know exactly what they're in for for the next, what, 90 minutes or so.
0: Yeah, so basically what the show is about. When high school student Haruka Shinozaki confesses his feelings to the beautiful and aloof class representative Akiho Kosaka, the last thing he expected for, was for her to say, yes, like everything else in her delicate life, Kosaka takes dating quite seriously. In its effort to be a good girlfriend, Kosaka decides to meticulously study and bluntly suggest all manner of ways to keep Shinosaki sexually satisfied. In a the theoretical sense, that is. This instantly lewd relationship is only just beginning.
1: This, uh... Yeah, this show. Okay, I'll warn all of y'all in advance. Uh, this is not my type of show. Like, I'm down for a good, like, etchy comedy if it's, like, super funny. But normally, like, I have standards, y'all. I may have no standards for shoujo trash, but for these, I have standards. And, uh, I wanted to be on this episode because the dub cast is, like, pretty freaking stellar. And I watched the first two episodes, and I was like, oh, this is pretty funny, then I finished yeah. the show. <laughs> what's weird about this
0: is out of the blue, you actually kind of poached me about this because yeah. For the here's the thing: for the longest while, especially nowadays, when Sentai uh, streams their shows on high dive, like what's coming out on Blu-ray, they have a tendency to do one episode of a week, which is very frustrating to me, but at the same time it also gives me opportunity It also gave me an opportunity to uh, <laughs> live tweet this, and uh, let me tell you, I had a whole lot of fun for those ten weeks. <laughs> e- even though, even though I bought the Blu-ray,
1: I also bought the Blu-ray. It's just sitting in my storage unit, so I have not seen the fabled OVA, but I heard it's an uncensored romp.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but you know, enough talk. We want to get right into it.
1: That's what uh, Akiho said.
0: Oh, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> where's Hardy with the spray gun? I just hear him in my ear right now getting ready. He's like powering up to spray the entire podcast, you know.
0: The man did pretty Grill with me. He's the last person who should have a spray cut. <laughs> but yeah, let's get started as we always do with our ADR director and script writer. Of course, it's been a Sentai dub, you know, big project like this. You gotta have the man himself, Kyle Kobe Jones, pulling double duty are both directed and script writing, but he's also, he's also has an sister on script writing in uh, Montabecto. Kyle Kobe Jones has doubled down on other shows such as Amnesia, Food Wars, <laughs> Himoto Amaru-chan, Long Horizon, the first two seasons, and My Love Story. Montabecto is also written for After the Rain, Devil's Line, Food Wars, Golden Time, and my teen romantic comedy snafu.
1: So, Kyle. Can I call you Kyle? My normal name for you is KCJ. Maybe we'll just go with that today. Um, like, m- my dude. My dude. So, this cast is really fun. And I am was really excited to hear a couple of these actors in the lead roles for... Maybe not the first time, but like one of the first times and we'll get to them towards the end of this show because I was like, "Ah, oh, those are my people, my people. Like they finally got something like lead going on for them. It's amazing. Um, but my dude, how, how did you go about directing this? I really want to know, like, are you guys having a lot of fun? Are you kind of mocking this show Are you kind of disgusted or are people just showing up to get a paycheck? Like usually when I listen to these dubs, I can kind of feel it out from like people tweeting about it or like the tones and voices that I hear or the script writing or just just something. And I'm very confused when it comes to this show because I'm usually one to say, oh, you know, so-and-so had such passion for this. Like, you can totally tell it in their style. Or, what's-her-name, like, was having so much fun doing this. And especially, I don't know if it's the show itself or just the writing. There's only so many ways you can tell a dick joke and... I think we definitely got through all of them in this show about 35 times in a 10 episode show and usually with the stuff that Marta writes it's it feels very like straight laced to me like sticking close to the translation so maybe that's what we're working with here but at the same time in a show that's based around two things like how horny can you be or how funny is that joke? Like, I don't know. Like I think after episode about like four, all of the jokes started like repeating and started falling flat for me. And I can't blame all of that on the, the actual story of the show. Like, you know, I want to bring up a point and I believe it was Monica Rial at a panel who said, She wrote out like a hundred different ways to say the word boob and like a hundred different ways to say the word butts and used them when she was writing one of her scripts that she had to do. And I kind of feel that I wish this were the case here so the same jokes didn't keep getting used over and over and over again. But I don't know, Monica, do you have that magical list that we can we can give to people who are writing etchy shows because oh my gosh the same jokes just went constantly but there's gotta be other ways to say dick jokes right
0: Ooh, yes uh anyway i i do have to kind of agree yeah with the show itself it could uh, be kind of flat and so Aces off bottle at times because I know this is a why because this is a Dio Media and st- uh, Studio Block uh, pre- presentation. I don't know what Studio Block is, doing, but I know Diomedia has done a lot of fan service.
1: Both both so, sides of it too, like they've done a lot of fan service for um, for women also.
0: And I know Diomedia in particular did Chio School Road, which. Uh, <laughs> As hilarious as that show is, at least it can stand on its own without sexual jokes. Uh, but, uh, you know, Kyle definitely is, has been able to credits with both the casting and the writing. Because I know he took some uh, unusual key players and brought them in here. A few of which we'll get to shortly. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he definitely had fun himself in the show. Because uh, a few points you can hear him say... I was showing my Ultra Technique! (laughs) (laughs) To the point he's literally credited one episode as Mr. Ultra Technique. And I thought that was fucking
1: Okay, see, I I missed that one. So, okay. Then, I'm glad that you caught that he was having a really good time. Because I I couldn't tell, so.
0: Yeah. But I think the thing about it is, the script could be a little more organic. They went as as far as they could, but... uh, for me, it's also a double-edged sword because, at some points, you have to have some jokes kind of explained to you, like the zero seven twenty-one or the uh, side dish, which uh, right brings a whole new meaning to the term "fuck my sides." <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, they, they 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 did the very best of what they could, especially when the the show itself, to me, kind of feels like a prestige tropes at times. And there's also certain references in there that if they made them explicitly, they probably would have been taken down for copyright. I mean, for fuck's sake, what episode is a cube in there?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, like, hidden things in there that they probably couldn't even get into. It's just kind of a shame because, like, there's so many puns. And I feel like I have literally heard every single one of them. Like, I just was like, how many more of these am I going to hear? Like, it's literally (laughs) the same fucking joke. If I saw one more banana, because I don't know if you know this, Jamal, but my least favorite anime of all time is Girls Bravo. I think it's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. And in episode two, there's a banana. And after I saw that banana on screen, I literally turned the anime off and like unplugged my television. Like that's how fucking offended and like disgusted I was. And they fucking brought the banana out so many times here. And I was just like, you gotta be joking. But then it gets worse because (laughs) fucking our main dude is like squeezing a juice box full of milk onto somebody's face and I was like how many times is this going to happen like how many explosion jokes like it just uh, that's the fault of the show though but I think they probably did all that they could to make the dialogue fresh throughout each episode but it was just I don't know and, I, and I'm not sure if if some of the puns had to have the literal meaning like translated. Yeah, some of them just didn't work if you didn't look at the explanation subtitles that were going across the screen.
0: That's why I said I wish it was a little more organic. Maybe because I'm used to formation dumps, but I just wish it was a little more organic. Like try to find some way to incorporate that without having to explain it to me. Basically have explain it to me without having to explain it to me.
1: Right, like this is all according to Keikaku. Keikaku means plan. That's the meme. Like don't don't do that. Like just fucking say it. Say something dumb. Like put a milk chan joke in there. We'd all be happy about it.
0: I've yet to see that show.
1: I I've watched like one episode of it. <laughs>
0: Okay, so I think we've said what we could say about the direction script writing. Everybody did a good job. It's just, it's kind of, the just kind of still tired, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, to be fair, a lot of the other shows that I enjoy like this have some kind of plot element to them. Like, my favorite one is High School DXD. Like, that shit to me is hysterical
0: yeah
1: but this just was like hey we're going to school and being horny and i was like cool i'll be over there like this is just like this is weird But
0: well, you know there's one thing this show has going for it that uh it it doesn't do like other shows
1: and what is that
0: it's not a harem anime
1: is it not? Because it felt because like he, one. Because
0: here's the thing. He has a girlfriend and all the others that come down to him just played jokes. If you think about it. But he, but he said on one woman just she wishes she could be a little less dirty-minded, you know?
1: I mean, like, they're playing it from his point of view that it's not a harem, but all the other ladies... Seemed to be like jumping up on him. I, it felt Harry to me. Like, I knew he would never stray from his girlfriend, but at the same time, I was like, yeah, I've seen this before too. <laughs> but you gotta do what you gotta do. I mean, what, this was made in what, 2017? Like, you have to push the envelope somehow.
0: Yeah. Speaking of pushing the envelope, you get to move on.
1: Let's go. Let's push it. Push it further. I'm pushing it, push. I'm
0: pushing it, push. I'm pushing it, push. Gotta push it to the limit. Speaking of which, there's uh, certain limits where you, and the older you get, and uh, these pairs kind of learned it the hard way. Uh, we're gonna be talking about Akio's parents, uh, Fuyumi and Atsuo Kosaka. Like our from their point of view, uh, that's is the straight-laced father who's getting too old for this shit. But he does the, <laughs> he does the best way he can with his wife and his child. Uh, Fuyumi is very doing, very affectionate, maybe a little too affectionate. At one point in the episode, you discover, uh, lady, that's not how you wear a child. No. For God's sakes. That's no. uh,
1: not so great. Not so great parenting there.
0: Yeah, yeah, showing your child a doujin that has Papa in the title is
1: not a good
0: way to go about life.
1: Daddy! <laughs> Please go on.
0: Uh, So, speaking of daddy, he's played by Alan Briggs. And the mommy is played by Rachel Messer. Alan Briggs, you've heard as Soe Inakuri in Food Wars, the third and fourth plate, Ata Seimi in Haikyuu Season 3, and Chiro Simon, Saburo, and Mr. Tony Gower. Ra- Rachel, Messer, Rachel, uh, Rachel. Rachel Messer, you've heard as Sestee Faber the Akashic Records of a Bastard Magical Instructor. Enterprise in Azure Lane, and Chise in Princess Principal. So, I will say, with these parents, I- I'm going to be honest, when I first watched this, I thought Ali was kind of the weakest one out of the entire cast, because... Really? When he starts playing things straight lanes, he kind of sounds a bit monotonous, and it's like, I know, I know he's just trying to, de- he's delivering the punchlines and everything, which is pretty snappy, the delivery is good, the actor is good... It was just the voice itself, but on We rewatch, it actually kind of improved, though.
1: See, I, it- I thought all of his dialogue sounded very practiced. Like, you know when you're running lines for a play and you're, like, practicing in the mirror, trying to get them right, and you keep trying them, like, different ways so you can, like, look at your face and, like, hear the different tones and pitches that you want to use... Like, I really felt like it sounded very practiced. And I know this is not going to sound right, but it almost sounded like he was trying to put a little too much, like, Shakespearean acting influence into it. Like, when I heard the dad, I could tell that he was an actor. If Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I almost felt like it was a little bit overacting, but the tone of his voice felt like a normal dad. Like, it, it just, it hit me kind of the wrong way, but I didn't think it was terrible. Let me tell you, there are worse actors in this show that we're not talking about, but it didn't seem like terrible to me. Like, I want to give him credit for being Shakespeare dad.
0: Yeah. I think to me what it is, is that, you know, He kind of has to put up with all all the uh, innuendos his wife does, which I can understand. Like you, you, you're tired. You can be a bit grumpy. Like you kind of, you kind of have this grunt to you. It's like, oh (laughs) Jesus Christ! That that's what it sounded like. You know, just just a little lower voice that you know he kind of has to react to his wife's innuendo jokes. Yeah, jokes. But I think he did very well playing it off uh, for Rachel, which, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't, I didn't really expect it to be Rachel. I thought, because I know at one point I tweeted out, I hope Akiho's actress doubles up because I'd love to hear her adult voice. Mm-hmm. Because, if you look at the two characters, you notice they look similar to the, even to the point that uh, Haruka kind of confused her for her sister. Like, he thought it was Actually, no, he thought that she was Akiho, so.
1: Right. Like, oh, I kind of wish that actress would have played her own character's mom, too, because there's another scene that flashes back, and the same actors who do the the regularly aged characters are playing the younger versions of themselves. Um, Yeah. I I thought Rachel didn't sound like a mom. I know that count sounds kind of weird, especially with the characterization of Akiho's mom, because Akiho's mom, like, wants to be a MILF. Like, she's, like, literally, like, Stifler's mom in American Pie. And so that's what <laughs> that's what I was thinking, like, the whole time. I was like, where is the sexiness here? And it came across more in the dialogue and the visuals that we were seeing on the screen, Than the voice acting. Like I kind of wanted more like. Desperate housewives in there. Than I got. But. The tones between Rachel. And. Akiho's actress. Were very similar. So I liked that. And it was believable that. um, They could be mother and daughter. I just like. I I wanted a little more. I mean with how how the mother is portrayed here like I would I was expecting it to go kind of balls to the wall like all out and it just kind of it, it it wasn't that for me not to say that it was a bad performance because it wasn't I think I was just expecting a little more given the tone of this show
0: yeah, yeah. I, I can understand I mean... Other than, uh, other than the uh, mother's uh, interests, if you will, <laughs> I don't really think there was as much character unless, like, you know, she could be carried at times. Because I still remember. I think it was. Was it the end episode 4? When they all leave the zoo and uh, the couples get together. And uh, Fuyumi says that, uh, you know, your father was tired and he wanted to head somewhere to go and relax. And the father, both the father and Haruka look over and they realize that outside of a love hotel, it's like, oh, crap. (laughs) So I really kind of like that bad tip between the two, so. And I thought they did a pretty good job, even if there wasn't as much to it as, like, the other characters, you know?
1: Right, right. So, I think,
0: that having been said, we could probably get to the students themselves, because... Good Lord does this school need a sex ed class.
1: <laughs> oh my god. They need something. They need like you ever seen the movie Mean Girl?
0: Uh, I spent years, but yeah.
1: <laughs> Remember that gym coach who was like, You're gonna get chlamydia and then you die. Take some rubbers and I was like, Yeah, they need one of those.
0: Good Lord, how do you brought that up in the Peter Grove episode two, I think? <laughs>
1: Good movie. Good movie. Two
0: thousand four was a hell for you.
1: Woof! All right. Well, who who are the the characters we're gonna get to talk about this time? Spoiler: My favorite ones in this group. I'm sure everyone who's seen this show knows who my favorite character is. Yeah. Don't say.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So we'll be talking about. This is the only trio we'll be talking about for the night. Everybody else is paired up. We're talking about a trio of high schoolers. Uh, Sari Igarashi. Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it. Igarashi or Igarashi or whatever. Uh, Sayo Shizumori and Seria Hoshikawa. Uh, Sari and Sayo are uh, class reps of their respective years. I think Sayo's year four. Sayo year two. Uh, they both have kind of a... Conflict, conflicts of interest, if you think about it. So, I always kind of straight lays were to shut down any lewdness that goes on in the school while having the accidental hidden desires of her own, if you think about it. Sayoshizumori is a closeted pervert, but, you know, she likes to look, but not touch. And, uh... I, I say look but not touch but there's uh, one scene I think in the last episode she wakes up from a dream asks Saori to uh, hand her a tissue Saori thinks she has a cold or something and uh, she says no when she has that kind of dream I get wet out there and I was like mm. speaking again when we have Seahoshikawa Hoshikawa. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, Beefcake, who comes into this, who's a, I want to say he's a transfer student, but, no, I don't think he was a transfer student, he's a new student at the school. Uh, kind of accidentally chops Akiho, and, uh, makes Haruka fight. come to find out, he's just seeking advice on, the I don't know, I guess, relationship matters, or something like that, you come to find out, he is gay. hmm. If the, if the show doesn't imply so, he physically shows you so. Oh yeah!
1: What a good boy!
0: <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember that one line that <laughs> this actress said. This actor said, Susie's uh, as as flexes his abs. I, qu- I can't hold back my nurtures; this needs to come out, or something like that." <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna find that line uh, while, you, while you have the discussion, but uh, yeah. play these, but play these three. Sari is played by Jocelyn Johnson. Sayo is played by Juliet Simmons. And Sayas is played by David Mills. Jocelyn Johnson you've heard this Kiriko Yoshitoku, Katagawa Check Girls, figure out and Peter Grill the Philosophers Time, and Minamide and How Clumsy You Are Miss Ueno. Juliet Simmons you've heard is Mayumi Kurase and Food Wars, Chiyosakura and Musty Girls kun at Kurumi Ebisu Sawa and school lift, David Mills is no stranger to this podcast. You've heard the best Kai and Beastars, Shunso His, ah, I almost spit my tongue there. Oh no, Shunso Hishida and Meiji Tokyo Renka, and Yo- yeah, how did I fuck that up? Edge Yugo and Nabaka. So uh, I should go ahead. So,
1: well. We all know that Sayas is my favorite character, right, fam? You saw that shit coming from a mile away, didn't you?
0: Say it, hmm
1: Praise be. Let me get on my knees. He won't like it, but it'll still be fun for me. It's all good, fam. So, <laughs> Damon Mills is really good here. Uh, I know I should be at this point where I keep saying that Damon Mills is a voice acting wizard, and I know I should know this voice from him, but literally I watched the whole episode where Saya was introduced and I was like, who is that <coughs> actor? And at first I thought it was Bryson Bogus, And I was like, no, it doesn't sound quite right. And then I watched the credits and I was like, you're fucking shitting me. Yeah, Damon yeah. Pull, pulling it out again. <laughs>
0: no pun intended. I had that same moment back then, too. And uh, for you Patreon listeners out there...
1: I feel I can't hold my lusciousness back like this any longer. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. He's so good. Like, thank thank you for the flamboyancy in the food, my friend. Like, D- Dame, yeah. Damon Mills is, like, the f- the best in this anime. Like... It was so funny. And I was just like, this was at the point where I was getting really tired of the show. And I was like, if I hear one more boob joke, I am literally gonna, like, bounce mine out of here. And I was like, I can't handle it anymore. So when this character came in, I was like, oh, is this just gonna be, like, another, like, rival for Haruka? And then I was like, oh, I was not expecting it to go there and I'm like super happy that it did and Damon is just friggin' perfect. Like he got the humor here and like did it a thousand percent. So I was like, mmm, Chef's kiss, my dude. Like that was amazing. <laughs> you say chef's kiss, I'm still thinking about those
0: cooking seats he did.
1: <laughs> to which, to which? One of those was a little Salt Bay reference. Yes! Chris told me that because I was like, what is that? He like bursted out laughing and I was like, why are you laughing so hard? He's like, that's the meme, babe. And I was like, what meme? So I had to get schooled on the memes there.
0: And it's also one moment where Hulk has a knife in his head he's twitching. He's like, Oh, Chinozaki, your tip is twitching. And I was like, God. And they throw the eggplant literally being peeled back in the next yeah. frame.
1: Oh my god. Like, I think, and this is how I felt, like, at this point in the show that everybody was so burnt out on, like,
0: <laughs> all,
1: on all the jokes you could make about female anatomy, and it was really nice to have a, a guy come in and kind of, like, refresh the whole thing. And I was like, okay, now these jokes are funny, which will lead up to the last three episodes of the show, which will make the boob jokes funny again, hopefully. So, I don't I know. I feel like
0: can't hold my frustration back any
1: longer. <laughs> Where is is that the line? No, no, there's a line no, later. No, it was, it was
0: lusciousness. Yes. Yeah, it's... I,
1: Yes, there's a line later that the only line that I wrote down that I will quote. But I was just like, "Uh, yeah. So Damon was amazing. Um, Juliet, I like everything she's ever done. I cannot tell you one bad performance that Juliet has in any anime. Like, she is just I like, I feel the acting coming from her, especially, and you know, I'm sorry to say this, but especially when paired against Sayori, who did not have the greatest performance in my opinion. I'm not the worst, but like, it wouldn't be up there, like in my top of the show. But if you paired Juliet with Jocelyn, like Juliet just like fucking steals every scene she's in, um... Her acting for Sayo was just, like, on point. And she definitely... This is not an insult. She definitely gave me that, like, creeper vibe. Like, yeah, I can almost hear you, like, giggling and making tiny noises in the corner watching people. Because Sayo likes to watch. She likes to watch, fam. Which is funny because you can't see her eyes because they're covered with bangs. I thought that was a funny character design choice like funny as in good not funny as in weird um really liked her and then jocelyn like i think she's pretty good at playing the straight man but a lot of her dialogue was really awkward and old-fashioned sounding which is not her fault like that's the way her dialogue was written um but because of it it made her performance sound stilted sometimes. And I think if she had better written dialogue that didn't sound so scripted, it might've, we might've been able to see like a little bit more acting chops out of her. And I don't know, like somebody tell me, like if you think this too, like, I kind of heard her sounding a little bit like June Foray. And again, that's not bad. Like, that's really good. And I was just like, how do I know? I've never heard her in anything. So I was like, why does this voice sound so familiar to me? And I was like, holy shit, it's Rocky the Flying Squirrel. <sniffs> you laugh. But...
0: Somewhere, somewhere right now knows probably this or this. It just shouldn't be. He's,
1: like, getting ready to, like, put poison in the food war's Food that he's making for me later but <laughs> i was just like <laughs> i was like oh my god like that's so cool just like there's a little lilt in her voice that made me think of it and i really hope that june foray is the person who did rocky the flying squirrel or i'm gonna feel stupid it could be barbara goodson but i think i'm right i'm gonna go what it. am i wrong am i right
0: I'm just wondering where Barbara Goodson came into this.
1: I'm trying to think of who played Rocky from Rocky and Bullwinkle. I'll
0: tell you right now.
1: I will, too, because I'm Googling it. I should have thought this through. It is June 4th. I was right. So, yeah, no. I just, like, if you pair her with, with Juliet, who's, like, the complete opposite, like, it just... It doesn't complement the characters, like I, you know what I'm saying. Like I wanted it to them to complement each other a little bit more, and I just it got to the point where I felt like one was kind of stilted and the other one was like really good. So like Juliet totally outshone her.
0: Yeah, I hear where you're coming. So uh, yeah, for me, I I can kind of agree with what you're saying about Josie because the thing about this, and I said this in the Peter Grill episode, where she, well, in Peter Grill, she kind of uses like a high kind of tone where here she sounds kind of brash, but I think you are right, it might be the dialogue because I can hear her character for Peter Grill a little bit here,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it, but to me it kind of feels like what would happen if you like swapped the two. Performances, or like, give her something better written to work with because it, it does feel like she's kind of dragging out like some uh, some monologues a little long, like especially to see where she has her skirt hiked up and you can see your pants.
1: Oh God, I'm sorry. That scene was so boring to me, and it was so long. Like I literally watched it again right before we recorded because I wanted to get a better sense of her acting. And the performance here, and I was just like, "Holy shit, this scene drags on forever."
0: I'm just glad, holy shit, she didn't slap the guy for once, because
1: because <laughs> with scenes
0: like that, where you you try to notify somebody that hey, your panties are showing, the guy usually ends up getting slapped in the face. But when you realize, you know, he's just trying to do the right thing with without being a perv- without sounding like a pervert, it's like. Yeah, you kind of derogged it a little bit. Too. You know, he was only trying to help. Right. And you kind of feel embarrassed, but that you can't renegade what you said, so.
1: Oh, <sighs> the life of a high schooler who has to wear a uniform skirt. You always got to check that before you leave any yeah. room.
0: Yeah, and uh, Juliet Simmons. It's funny, because at one point, it sounded like... Uh, two other voices we'll get to in the next section but I thought she did very well with this character he's very kind of unique but yeah you know she did pretty well with what the character was given I know that uh, Sayo is a pervert but you know she likes to look but don't touch which I think that's kind of the whole thing with fan service sometimes but but if you do touch uh, you cross the line a little bit there though
1: little bit but you know if somebody falls the guy is gonna fall on top of the girl or the girl's gonna fall on top of the guy and his hands will go immediately for the boobage
0: true so much but touching
1: we,
0: but yeah but at least we won't get much of that here with a uh, david mills stay mills he in the building. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. Say it does a lot of touching. I mean, he teaches Harka how to hold a bat. They do that thing yeah. towards the yeah. end where he's I like rubbing of... up against his butt.
0: I think that's probably my favorite. Probably my favorite episode out of his is the whole baseball season.
1: Oh my god! it's because for
0: what? Because for one, how kind of tokochi Robbins looks different than I remember, and for two at one point uh how could foul so hard that uh say it takes a baseball to his baseballs which who I Winston paid the first time I saw that
1: <laughs> I think Christian too
0: oh good thing he has to see the OVA then oh no yeah, but yeah you know, David is always impressive at what uh, whatever he does is that's I would say this, though. I was a, a little bit concerned with the casting because even though, yes, it's David Mills, and he has a very great voice. I mean, I don't, I don't think I want to leave this on recording. I'm just going to come back and say it. I was a little worried that maybe he was cast because he was gay, the character was gay. And,
1: but that's good, but though. It's representational that- casting.
0: <laughs> yes, but. Yes, I know, but also is he's playing a a stereotypical version of a gay character, which we all know that's that would be gay is like, so
1: Right, but I think like this came to the point where you can definitely tell that it's an over exaggeration of the character. Like we're not making fun of, of anybody and they weren't making fun of anybody, it's just totally done to, like, yeah. comedic effect.
0: Yeah, if this were a more serious show, it would be problematic, but this is show, bitch. It doesn't take itself seriously. Oh, my God. So, we're good, at uh, <laughs> I will say I can't wait for the Heat to be by here episode.
1: I really want to get that done. <laughs> like, keep forgetting that we haven't done it yet, because we've been trying to do it for so long. Did you like that pun that I did right there? Did you Did you get that? Did you get that, fam? So long. All right. Ah. Let's move on. See, I can tell dick jokes too. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And (laughs) apparently, and uh, speaking of dick jokes, wait, wait, wait. I can't transition with that. No, 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 no. no. (laughs)
1: Oh, I just peaked real hard on my microphone.
0: <laughs> oh man, uh, So yeah, we good. To move on.
1: Yeah, let's let's keep that train, that train chugging along.
0: Yes. Uh, so we got we have a pair of uh, Well, we I forget, the younger high school. the best. It gotta be first years, anyway. We have a little sister and her best friend. We have uh, Kata Shirazaki and Misaki Akawa. Uh, Kata is, of course, uh, Hauka's little sister. Kata has a thing for her brother, but it doesn't get played any more than that. Like, it doesn't really go in the distance or anything. Well, it's very aloof likes to have fun with her friends. By that, I mean pulling their leg constantly. Seriously, you can't just call it biology. You have to call it uh, what was it? Insemination.
1: Yeah, insemination.
0: Oh, oh man. And she also likes to tease her best friend Misaki, whose nickname is Sakicho, which, thanks to the translation, I learned it means just a tip. Ha ha
1: ha
0: ha What makes this more amusing is that she has a pair of cherry heel clips.
1: I thought I was the only one who noticed that. <laughs> She's our cherry girl. Aww. I'm a cherry girl. <laughs> in a cherry world. That's so plastic. That was fantastic. Again, makes uh, me think of B got to HK.
0: <laughs> anyway, before we get copyrighted. Misaki is the, essentially the straight laced of the eBay cast. Say for Haruka, she just she just tried to come up with this world and everybody's making dirty jokes about her. So when she attempts to do make dirty jokes herself, she it doesn't bode well for her. Because I know there was a what the mating thing in the zoo. There was a <laughs> let's just say chocolate treats at the convenience store.
1: Oof. Oh, that was her.
0: That was her.
1: Oh, my God, this whole time I thought it was that other girl.
0: <laughs> and then there's, of course, the innuendo with the ice cream parlor, which I learned Kachi Kochi Daddy translates to Stiff Frozen Daddy. Oh, man. <sighs> the, thing, the things you pick up on Google... I, I I really feel bad for this girl. You know, she just tried. She just doing the very best.
1: You're doing great, sweetie! <laughs> You're doing your best, girl!
0: But are play, playing these two characters, played by Brittany Lauder, and Misuki is played by Margaret McDonald. Brittany Lauder, you've heard, this Opal in World War Blue, To Hanamaki D14J First Mixed, Satoko Hojo and Higurashi when they cry go, and Sotsu. And they named Fujinoki my first girlfriend as a gal. Margaret McDonald, you've also heard We this. Takadashi and Love, Chiribio and Other Delusions. Harumi Taniguchi and Citrus. Saika, Tatsuka, and my teen romantic comedy, Snafu. And Tsubaki, Ado, Shirobako. Well, our, our resident cat girl. Jesus. <laughs> so, like.
1: I love Britney so much. I think she's fantastic at everything that she does. But I'm going to be real with you. Like, I have not watched a ton of shows that she's voice acted in just because they're not my type of shows. Um, So I was really excited to hear her here because... I think the first thing that I ever heard her in was as Audrey in Honey Pop. And I was like, this is going to be in like the same vein. It's- no, it's not. It's not even close. Not even close. Um, but I could tell that she was having a shit ton of fun with this. Like, she was just like going going off. Like I was dying on the inside. Like I felt like her performance in this was was so hammy in a good way because like she gets it. Like she, she understands what this show is about and she's like if I'm going to do this, like I'm not holding back. Like put my cat hood up. I want to meow in your face and get it done. And I was like, that's right. I was like I am I don't like this Character because it, it creeps me out. I mean, I've seen only seen half of Orremo, but I know what happens in Orremo, um, and I was like, I'm Oni Chan. Like I was just, I kept waiting for it. I was waiting for the Oni Chan, and it never came. And I was like, oh my god! Like this, like takes a trope, and her performance kind of flips it because Kanata is a character who will refer to herself in the the third person all the time and I was like oh man I normally hate these kind of characters like if I'm watching this in subs I'm like oh geez when are you gonna get off the screen but because Brittany was so good <laughs> and owned that shit I was like okay this is pretty funny and for Margaret McDonald, um I mean I honestly like She sounded pretty normal here. Very conversational. Um, And I really like that a lot when I'm watching my anime. I love it when people sound just very normal. Not, like, affected. Unless they're, like, playing into a a stereotype or a trope or something. Um, And I did, like, feel a little bit of disconnect between all her inner monologues. And then when she was actually talking to people. But, I mean... Other than that, I was like, this is pretty good. So I was I was down with both these characters. I was like, great job, my people. Great job. You're you know what you're doing. So it was and like the hu- the humor like was enhanced because they knew what they were doing, if that makes sense. Yeah. So for me with
0: uh Brittany yeah, she knows how to have fun with her characters. I can't... <coughs> I can't really think of a of a bad performance she's done where she hasn't had fun with her characters. You know, she, know, she can get a very good grasp on the subject very easily. I mean, for God's sakes, she, she pretty much started out in Media Blasters, which this is more or less her area of expertise, if you think about it.
1: Yeah, and it was really good. Like, <laughs> I kind of wish... That she could have, I don't know if she did this, and I'm not going to say anything or not, but, like, for some other characters, I kind of wish that she could have, like, helped to, like, coach them a little bit. Because I think, like, with a little bit of her influence, the goddess herself, as we all know her, well, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it would have helped some of some of the people who had more stilted dialogue, like, for it to just be more in the moment and be more in the tone of this type of show. Because she gets it.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, you can only do so much. And uh, it's funny you brought up Audrey, because, trust me, if we ever talk gal one day, you were going to hear the wildest, performance side of her yet
1: i have been trying to do a gal episode since it was on and it just again like you told you me my hero keeps getting pushed to the side i don't even remember who is gonna be on that episode with me that's how long ago it was
0: it it was you me and no but trust me we will get to that one day (laughs) don't worry so yeah like i said Brady get, has a good grasp on this kind of material, even though, yeah, she's evolved since then. This is, this is a little bit of her expertise here. So she knows how to handle the dialogue very well, how to handle material very well. And even for a title formula such as this, you know, she finds some ways to keep it less repetitive. Margaret McDonald. I'm going to be honest, I was a little surprised at first when I started watching this, because I had forgotten which character Brittany Law the voice, and I thought this was her. Oh. To the point, I almost gave her a W words for Black Magic, because it never registered in my mind, that I've heard, I've mainly heard, like, her big girl voice, like be like, Rika, I mean, I mean, for God's sakes, we met her in person, A-Fist. Couple
1: years yeah.
0: back, which, by the way, I do not know what's up with Texas the potato chips man, because that bag was so goddamn sealed it took so much force to open it. But I digress. Life, <laughs> so yeah, that was a random tangent there, but uh, yeah, that kind of happened right fun. Of- anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah. And the fact that she has to use a little girl voice, which is not the kind of high pitch like this, to the point you even rec- you, I couldn't even recognize her. Like, I too to it started toning down a bit. She is. She Margaret has very good range and a uh, very good, gra- also a very good grasp of the material. Even though I don't think it'd be Margaret's cup of tea. Margaret knows how to get the job done, so.
1: Good job. Although, I will say this. I forgot this character so much. I thought that she just appeared for the first time in the very last episode when we saw her working at the ice cream parlor. Oh, no. Like, I literally <laughs> thought the thing with the chocolate condoms was um, Shizuku.
0: No, that was bamboo shoes. She was standing in the aisle of condoms for some reason. That was kind of inverse, but yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs>
1: I mean, but at that point, like, again, all the jokes started sounding the same. So I was just kind of like, whatever.
0: far <laughs> funny, speaking she's cool, well, first off, are you good to move on? Yep,
1: let's let's move on to uh, our best fake sister ever.
0: Yeah. Alfred, who, uh... Kind of big sisters, if you think about it. Basically, we all have that one friend. And by that, I mean, Shizuku, Aoyama, and Minasaijo. We all have that one friend who can be caring, but is a bit perverted. Or we all have that one friend who doesn't know what they're doing, but teach them a little bit. They uh, act a little awkward. I think in both cases, that might be Andrew, but... uh <laughs> We love you, buddy. Oh,
1: Andrew, another podcast, another time you're canceled. Andrew's over
0: party. Don't worry, Andrew, you're not canceled for me. I just felt like taking pot shots at you. It's a... I mean, we're contractually obligated at this point, you know?
1: (laughs) Somebody asked in the comments once why Andrew was always canceled. And I did explain that it was a joke in the comments, but very quickly for those who don't read the YouTube comments, the reason that Andrew started to be canceled was he got my most wanted villager ever on Animal Crossing in a, uh, an island visit or whatever, and he didn't take her home. And I was like, Andrew, you could have taken her, and if you didn't want her, you could have traded her to me, and we would have been happy times, but no, that's not what happened. So guess what, buddy? You're canceled. And so that's how long ago that was, because Animal Crossing isn't even popular now, and I haven't even played it in, like, almost a year. So that's why Andrew's always canceled, but it's really just a bit now. (laughs) I talk to him all the time. I think I talked to him, like, last week, so...
0: Yeah. So basically, we have uh, Shizuku, who's uh, Haku's childhood friend. I, I let's be honest. I think she has a has a thing for her. She's just playing coy at this point, making all new jokes she wants to.
1: Well, yeah, uh, that she totally has a thing for him. Come on, it's very obvious.
0: Very. It's very, but at the same time, this actress kind of outplays it just a touch. (laughs) Which I will get into more with the actress once I get to her, but uh. Yeah, definitely has a thing for how, at one point, uh, somehow handcuffs herself. Just gets affection. Is sexually frustrated, uh. Oh, boy, where do I go with this character? Because this character is a handful.
1: <laughs> two handfuls.
0: <laughs> no, she wishes she had two handfuls. Ah, uh, touche. <laughs> Speaking of two handfuls, we have side Sajjo, who transferred from, a, from an all-girls academy to uh, this high school, which I don't even remember the name of, but what does it matter? It
1: doesn't.
0: Very... Very sheltered, doesn't really know how to interact with boys, loves walk around with uh, hairy males, uh, likes to take a... Uh, what was the joke again? She Not likes selfies. to roll
1: around on the ground with hairy males.
0: I got that, I'm trying to remember the one with the selfies.
1: Oh, I don't remember.
0: I think it was facial selfies or something like that.
1: Oh yeah, that would be it.
0: Yeah, she's basically a walkie-talkie... A walking, talking joke for, uh, Sexual innuendo. And somehow it's a old hat full of bodyguards.
1: She's very popular with the ladies.
0: Chastity to the nth degree. And, uh... <laughs> at one point... I think there was a time where... She and Shizuku went to the restroom. Shizuku just got this, uh... New alarm from her dad. And she kind of sounds the alarm... Indicated... Implying that, uh... Sajo touched her. Uh-oh. Sounds like an Amber Alert if you think about it. Speaking of Amber Alerts, uh, Rita is played by Carter Ah,
1: uh-uh, That was good!
0: <laughs> and Shizuku is played by Christina Kelly. Abilene Carter you've also heard this. Akai Hyuga, Bloomin' To You, Chihiro, Sakai, Cheerboys, Meihara and Citrus, Mei Mei and Chujutsu Kaisen, and Sakurako and, Str- uh, and Sakurako and Stranger by the Shore. Christina Kelly, you've heard this, Mide and the Got Kill, Alice Nakari Food Wars, Coco Kaga and Golden Time, when Elsie joined Ria in or the Andrew, won the Jewels. And she was just recently announced as Atina Satome and Mother of the Goddesses dormitory.
1: So I think it was funny that you got Brittany Lauda and sorry, is it Brittany, Lauda, right? I'll just cut that out.
0: I think it's No, it's Lauda. It's Lauda. It's not Lauda. No, it it it, cut, it can read off easily it's Lauda, but she says it's pronounced Lauda.
1: Okay. Well, I find it funny that you got Brittany and Margaret confused because I got Christina and Amber confused to the point where I heard I had I had been seeing Christina's name in the credits and I was like, oh, she's totally Rena. And then I was like reading the credits and I was like what what is this girl's name who has the dog like what is her name her name is Rena that's not Christina like what 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 so yeah I totally thought that Rena was Christina Kelly and it's not it's Amber um I've got to tell you ever since I watched Golden Time I can't unhear Christina Kelly like and I hear her everywhere like even in roles that aren't her apparently it's always Coco Kaga and it's always Christina Kelly. Um, Shizuku sounded a little different. And I was, I mean, after I realized that it was her, I could hear like the Coco Kaga lilt in her voice that she has, which is not a bad thing. But I was like, oh, never mind. There she is. But I think there's like a very slightly lower tone than what I'm used to hearing her as. Um, and I think that that's a good thing Um, man she had to do some raunchy voice acting in this like and I almost felt at points that when she had to do the jokes it kind of felt awkward to me but when she was doing like the, the fantasy sequences where she basically had to moan a lot I was like girl I, what what you doing asmr i don't know what's happening but that's what's happening um like i kind of felt embarrassed <laughs> for some of the stuff that she had to say and i was like oh 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 like she got some of the worst and best puns in this show i think and i, I don't know like and Amber, I mean, I love Amber in, like, everything that she does. Like, she's fantastic voice actress. Um, and, her, like, while I felt like Christina had a slightly lower pitch than normal for me, for the stuff that I've heard her in, I felt that Amber had, like, a, t- a little bit higher pitch than normal. Um, but it really worked. Um I also felt like her voice here had kind of the noble affectation to it, which was really good because Rina is supposed to be like revered by all her people and dogs. Um, and everybody loves her. Um, and I also thought she had really good comedic timing. Like her jokes hit me the hardest here.
0: Yeah. Well, going off of that. Uh, Christina Kelly, I'm gonna admit something. Ever since, I, I can't remember, maybe it was Alice from Food Wars, but ever since then, to me, Christina Kelly is like the epitome of ham. Like like you said, I cannot unhear her in every world she's in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But the fact that her voice is so hammy that it just, it really stands out. Like, it's like, if you were to hear Ian Sinclair. You know, that kind of thing.
1: Right. She does stand out a lot. Um, at first, I thought it was just because of that. Like, I really watched a lot of Golden Time in a really short period of time. But then it's like, nope, that's yeah. Christina Kelly. That's Christina Kelly. That's Christina Kelly.
0: I just think she has a very unique tone to her voice. A, a very distinct character to her that you, you can't help but hear her. Right. And yeah, like you said, the fact that she has to put up all those watching jokes and stuff, especially when she has to kind of moan a bit, it's like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, but she does very well with what she's given, especially for the very awkward scenes, like the uh, reenactment of uh, Mono- that, uh, one monogatari scene. I'm talking about with the toothbrush, if you know what I mean.
1: I didn't, but now that you said toothbrush, I get it.
0: Yeah. But but uh, every, every other scene, she did very well. <laughs> I really like the way that she kind of got a handle on those innuendos and stuff. It's
1: <laughs> there were so many. Like, her character yeah. is just like queen of them. Really?
0: Yeah, although there was one that really made me uncomfortable, but I think that was because it was back-to-back with uh, a and that was when they were pretending to be magical witch girls. But that was more Connita's fault, because she's just rubbing up and down on a boomstick. I'm like, no, please, no, thank you.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't want to see that up close that would that media, no, thank nope, you. Nope,
1: we good, fam. We're all good.
0: Give me the nurse, I'll take her. <laughs> Yo, but that nurse was a slut, though. I like, think it, it, she had to have been sleepier than those high schoolers. Come on. Anyway, <laughs> um, Emily Connors. I, for for the longest, I've always put her into like one or two groups. She's either the girl next door. Or that one yandere you want to avoid. Of course, here's the girl next door kind of vibe. Because, you know, very sweet, very soft-spoken. Very embarrassed at times. She she handles that very well. It's like, you know, like she's coming from a place of personal embarrassment. Or, like, she just had to, like, forget how everything... I don't know how they direct these people. It's like... It's kind of like when you hear... Uh... And the voice the actress played the opposite sex to me it sounds like maybe they had to forget about something to forget about how their sex works and like just like feel embarrassed or how the other if you alright if, if somebody listening to this out there can explain give me an idea how that kind of acting works where you kind of have to portray something that okay I, let me cut that bit out cause I'm just dragging this on <laughs> right now
1: You're fine. Yeah,
0: Abba does a very good job playing this kinda uncomfortable character which like you know, she's just touchy feely. Touch it, break it, babe, watch it, turn it, (laughs) even stop (laughs) all back. She knows a wild bust ride, but she'll wanna bust something.
1: Bust uh what it ain't right now, my dude. Ooh. oh Busta the dragon
0: anyway I've been doing uh, very good job with this world, role world. he said very well and I will say uh, one of my favorite things is uh well I know you haven't seen it yet but uh it's uh Haruka Akiho Kanata and Shizuku are the uh, fat load of jokes half commentary because it's half an episode? It's just the voice actors in character, just making up random dialog as the episode goes on.
1: Oh shit, that's funny.
0: Yeah, and a uh, much like you said at a certain point, once they got past the first half of the episode, they want to continue because they said it was this episode was boring. So <laughs> it's it's like. No kind of personal self awareness. Especially when they said they could totally be voice actors.
1: Oh my god.
0: So if you ever decide to get the blue storage unit one day, you gotta watch the commentary. Oh,
1: I will, trust me. That thing's coming out of storage as soon as I can afford to go pick up my stuff.
0: I would say you gotta watch the OVA too, but uh there's uh there was uh, half an episode where uh these guys failed uh, their health exam.
1: Oh. And they
0: played something called the uh, Ball Kings game. Where they, uh, It's like the Kings game, except they... They, uh, do a series of challenges to, a uh, Whoever has a pair of balls on them.
1: So they don't murder each other?
0: No, no. They do no, know. No. They, uh... They end up trying to take their toe on the Haruka. And... As a substitute, they, uh, end up playing with some... I know in one case, uh, Kata had to play with some eggs to which she accidentally steps on them at one point. I'm like, Hoo-hoo! oh god. I just wince in pain.
1: No, 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 no.
0: If you Google the show, you ever see that shot of uh, Kata just tickling an egg with her toes? Yeah, it's from the OVA. There's a reason it's not on high Yikes. It's not that explicit, but yeah, it will make you a little uncomfortable. Anyway, <laughs> shall we get comfy and move into our final pair of characters?
1: Yes, let's let's end this with a bang.
0: That's what she said.
1: You're welcome.
0: <laughs> yes, we have our loving couple, Haoka Shirosaki and Akiko Kosaka. Now, uh... Ha- Oh, because is just basically the average run the mill student. Not really interested about him. Decides to confess his love one day to Akiho, who's the class rep. Gets good grades. Is very athletic. So, uh, this is this seems like a mismatch in heavy, if you think about it. Now, in order for... Uh, Akiho, to maintain the relationship, she assumes that uh, she has to keep Haruka sexually interested. To which she starts seeking out advice on uh, a <laughs> foreplay, basically. Even though no foreplay is actually committed in the show. And, ooh, let's just say to ensues. There's so many references. I swear to God, at one point, I saw the Playboy Bunny logo in the first episode.
1: Oh, my God. I'm sure it
0: was there. It was. It was on Akio's pen, but I thought you gotta go back and watch to see that. But, hey. (laughs) I will say, I feel for you, Honka, because is pretty much me. No offense, is pretty much me whenever I hang out with y'all. It's like, Everybody's always making sex jokes and stuff. I'm just here with a straight face, like. Mm. But play these two. Haruka is played by Gareth West. Mr. West is in the building. And Akiho is played by Kate uh Gareth West, you've also heard of Takashi Yoshisawa in After the Rain. Akihiro Tsukuba, Chihara Furu, seasons 2 and 3. 2D in Golden Time, Itachu Takada and Haiku, and Tomoaki, Yamagishi, and Old Maid is in your Savage Season. Caitlin Bar, you've heard us Mari Wataya, Chi Hai Fu, Nikki Hider, and Dr. Stone, the Stone Wars, Rim in the Dungeon of Black Company, Red Sober and Foods Basket the Final. And La Puch- La Puchelle in Magical Girl Racing Project.
1: Yay!
0: Yes, because if you ever want to be confused by a boy to go, why not go with Slap Rochelle?
1: Oh my gosh.
0: I love that character. I do too. I...
1: She's, that was such a good character. What a, That was a great performance too.
0: What's funny is I'm reading the Origins manga for these characters because I really need some backstory because as Mega would say, Battle Royals, they don't really develop the characters well. The light, the light novel for the origins is just oh, it's something. Let me tell you.
1: I'm holding out for another season of the anime, so I'm trying not to read any of the stuff. But I think I bought the first couple of them.
0: All I can tell you, is it literally fills in the gaps with the episodes. It even tells you what episode it comes before and after the animated, which was
1: pretty cool. Oh, that's pretty nice. Yeah, so yeah, we're we'll getting off
0: topic here, but uh. What are your thoughts of these two?
1: Well, Gareth has my favorite line in the entire show, which uh, we just kind of talked about when uh, Shizuku handcuffed herself to herself and then, quote unquote, lost the key, and she's she's like writhing around and like the keys in her back pocket, and she's like, oh, like. Can't you just get it? Oh, stop it. What are you doing? And he's like, God, enough. And I was like, that's how I felt about this entire show. He is the best line, the fucking best line. I was like, I really hope that was improvised. It probably wasn't, but damn, was it fucking good. Um, yeah. first of all, Gareth is such a nice guy. Like, I met him a few years ago. Oh my god, is he the nicest guy in the world or what? Like, if you've ever met him at a con, or if you ever see him at a con, go meet him. Because he is extremely nice. Um, This role was so awkward, though. <laughs> like, I felt so bad for him. Because, like... Haruka is torn between, like, horror and all the stuff that his girlfriend is saying when he just wants to, like, hold her hand and give her head pats. And she's, like, talking about BDSM and all this other kind of bullshit. Then there's, like, the shocked parts that he has to pull off. But he also has to try and play the straight man at the same time. But there are some times when I, I feel, like, in the tone of his voice that Uh, Gareth is obviously in on the joke because he's the actor but I feel that Haruka at parts is in on the joke and I'm like, is that for real? Like, is that good? I don't know how I feel about this. Um, I feel that he tries so hard with this role and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't but Haruka is such a disaster that it doesn't really matter either way like... He is a wreck. Like, this poor boy. Like, according to him, all he wants to do is be innocent and sweet and have a nice girlfriend. But then, like, 40 seconds later, he's, like, staring at some girl's butt. And I'm like, okay, dude. You know, holla at your boy. Whatever. Um, And then Caitlyn is Akiho. Man. (laughs) This role also felt very weird for me because I could tell, like... The tropey style of like the Japanese voice actress, like what it would be, like just the breathy, the quiet, the the low voice, the very dry kind of thing. But that style in English dialogue, it doesn't always work very well. Like a lot of times it comes off stilted or it comes off like you may think that the the English voice actor can't act very well, but they're really just trying to, like, kind of pitch match to the Japanese dialogue. Um, but here, I didn't feel like that happened with Caitlyn. Um, I thought Akiho was hysterical. Um, and... In the beginning, I felt there was kind of that cold tone that was very soft that she was pulling out for Akiho. But once we kind of got to know the character, I felt like she almost got to know the character a little bit more as well because it kind of turned into like hey, Akiho is allowed to be funny and she's allowed to be like horny and she's allowed to be a show bitch and she's here for it. She really doesn't make any apologies for who she is or how she was raised because we find out that she is the way she is because of her mom being thirsty all the time um i i really liked caitlin's performance here i really loved it i felt like akiho still had a tiny bit of innocence like bottled up in her and when haruko pulled it out it was really sweet and really cute um, but she's still, I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
0: you said what Harker pulled to that.
1: Damn it. I didn't even mean for that one. <laughs> I've been watching this shit for too long, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but no, that was good. I'm glad that you pointed it out because I flew right over my fucking head. Um, but yeah, she was still a tiny bit innocent while she was being a show bitch or whatever. And I was like, good for her. Good for Akiho. Caitlin, like, really kind of nailed this. And I'm super happy for her because um, I I've I know her voice from other roles that aren't like this character type at all. Like, where she still has to have, like, the cutesy factor. So I was like, I was very pleased with this. Like, she did a, a bang-up job.
0: There, I got that one. Yeah. So yeah, basically start off with. I I kind of like when the the, the MC is self-worth. What's going on? Because you know, a lot of times you see these kind of shows and you the main character has you no know, idea what's going on. Or he's playing chord, it kind of frustrates me a little bit. So, why is he Hawker? He's a little bit of breath of fresh air. Yeah. Like I said, he's also basically me, whatever. Y'all do like sex jokes and stuff. Because I, because the thing about this, I remember I used to have a roommate in college. So, sometimes with him, you could not go through, saying three words without him going, That's what she said. I'm like, How the hell you make, come up with these jokes? <laughs>
1: I'd be like, why are you using the same joke? Yeah,
0: basically, but yeah. So I feel Haruka's pain, but Garrett does a pretty good job. I mean, his voice is very guttural and not what you would hear for a main character like Haruka. Right. And uh, he's a very nice guy. He's also (laughs) a very funny guy, too, because I remember when they did the promotion for this show. Mr. West decided... Mr. West ended up doing essentially an ASMR unboxing of this.
1: Did he really?
0: Yes, because I remember I played the video one time in my car over Bluetooth and... Boy, did that drive to work feel awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a very good dude, very good actor. And I, I really... Of course, I'd really like to see more of his stuff because I still remember Omaid to I haven't seen Golden Time because the way people talk about it, it's gonna take me a while before I get to Golden Time to be honest.
1: I knew him from Haikyuu, So that's where I knew him from.
0: Yeah. But he does a very good job playing the straight laced boyfriend who's always end up always end up getting the center of trouble. Not Caitlyn, Bar. Caitlyn Ball and her age is is very fantastic, to the point, there have been occasions where I've confused her with Caitlyn Glass. So when I made that comment about her playing her mother, I said I can't wait to hear her use her Caitlyn Glass voice, because, you know, she can sound more adult when she needs to, yeah. Yeah, she's very good range. She also has a very good sense of humor too, because I know we've uh, had conversations back and forth on Twitter over the show. I remember I said at one point I said, uh, "See you next Tuesday," and uh, she made me realize I accidentally made an acronym for "cunt." I <laughs> 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 were plenty of times where she talks about like uh, being broken, recording her scenes. It was uh, mostly, uh, what was it? It was mostly, partly when uh, she recorded, go, played off of uh, Gareth. But the one scene that broke her was when Seiya showed off her bar to Corsica That same exact line. Fuck, I forgot it again. Fuck. The
1: luscious line.
0: The luscious, yeah, the luscious line. <laughs>
1: I can't hold back all this lusciousness or
0: something like that. <laughs> if you're listening to this on the Patreon, you'll know exactly what line it is. I can't play it for copyright. So. So, yeah, she's very good sense of humor. Very great voice. I, I love what she's doing, especially even now because I'm listening to her in Dungeon Black Co- Company and she's poured out a voice either I've never heard before. I don't hear after because she's playing a very little girl who's also a dragon. Hmm. Yeah, the uh, show's not for everybody, but I'm enjoying her so far. <laughs> but yeah, and the fact that, you know, these two are playing a couple. The banter is not what you expect, but except for this kind of show, they do a very good job with working with what they've got, especially when Caitlin has to go the distance, making. Of course even more sexual innuendo.
1: See she had a banana scene and I was like okay like this is definitely not as bad as the girls bravo banana scene. So she, bravo. She... <laughs> I like that
0: I like that scene though cuz before that you hear Misaki talk to her, and she says what would you like and Kosaka says I'll have a double scoop and it just zooms out her breast. <laughs>
1: But then she's also like, Oh finally someone normal.
0: Yeah. There's also there's also a scene earlier in the show where she sends how could a pick of herself and it's just covered in God I hope that's frosting. <sighs> it looked like something that it literally looked like something of a facial novel though.
1: How lovely. What a mess.
0: What a mess. That is best messy as a cooking. Oh my god.
1: Yikes, that was cringe. QB, get the
0: fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but that haven't been said, that uh, it's really hard to pick a standout, but I think, you know, I- I'd have to give props to Caitlyn for be for having the straightest face she possibly could during this entire show
1: yeah yeah that that's gotta be hard like to say all those raunchy lines and have to basically play the straight man again so good for her
0: yeah but so that have been said let's go to the final thoughts here so
1: are we going to the climax the climax of our episode oh
0: it's covered <sighs>
1: Well, I'll, uh, I'll start ramping it up then for us. Uh, to be fair, folks, I gave this show a 3.5 out of 10. I really didn't like it. But it did have, like, well, okay, I really didn't like 80% of it. I liked 20% of it, which was more than I liked Nakaimo. So if we're comparing it to that, Nakaimo is way worse than this show. And I will tell you what saved this show, and it was the dub... So good job to everybody involved. I don't think I could have gone through more than half an episode of this subtitled. I just, I wouldn't have been able to, because like, I like my fan servicey shows that have some kind of like plot that's, and something that makes it funny. And while the first episode was very funny and the second episode was slightly less funny, the same jokes kept getting used over and over again. But the dub saved it from being a totally unwatchable show. So for that, I'm very grateful. And everybody did a good job. And I was happy that the actors that I wanted to hear in lead roles, I got to hear them. And they were very good. And it made me very happy. And Damon Mills fucking stole the show again because he's a fucking wizard. And... That's my thoughts on my girlfriend is a show bitch and I still don't know what a show bitch is but I'll find out one day.
0: Uh, Slutty bitch, more or less. Today's the day though. (laughs) Alright, so basically... Basically, as I've stated before in other episodes, uh, the reason I was sold on this show was because of the cast because otherwise I wouldn't have watched this if it wasn't for them. Yeah. This is... Well, I would say it's my cup of tea. I mean, I've watched much purview shows that uh, managed to knock it out of the park, if you will, with their jokes. I am so sorry saying that that baseball must have hurt. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's telling because I don't watch a lot of Sentai Dubs and the... Uh, yeah, I would I wouldn't usually watch these types of sho- these types of shows i do without a good dub, which is why I uh nobody can shame me but I started watching the uh Mother Goddess's dormitory, the dubcast mm-hmm. it, Which is very hilarious and very interesting, especially with Britney Kabaski. But for the love of God said, why did you not warn me it was uncensored?
1: Oh no. See, yeah, I don't watch a lot of these shows. Like, I bought 2 Love Rue, but I'll tell you the reason that I bought 2 Love Rue is because David Wall directed it, and that was the only reason.
0: (laughs) I've yet to finish that. Anyway. But everybody did a very good job. Like, I guess there's a saying for this, like, the dub is better than what the show deserved. but even with the show, you know? Because it got, just got, it got a Because I will say, because the, person who saying it's the OP for this, uh, Aoyuki is Kosaka the Japanese. And uh, if they had played it something straight like that, I probably wouldn't have watched it at all. Because Aoyuki is a good you but I had a hard time with her in Saga of Tanya the e Let me tell you. Mm. But that's not the point here. The point is, you know, a good dub can only make a Bachelor watchable if you do well hard enough, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you really gotta thrust right into it. Take a stab. At you. Fuck. You got that, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I got that right in the kisser. Pow! Right in the
0: kisser. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we were dragging this out too long. I think it's time for the big finish here. Uh, don't you agree?
1: I'm ready. I'm ready to bring it to a close.
0: Wait. 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 Ah! And Boob goes to Dino.
1: <laughs> Thanks. I'll just roll over and die now.
0: I'm sorry. I've been able to keep it up for this long, but we but we gotta stop right here. It's you know?
1: fine. I'm glad that you finally got the release <laughs> that you needed. I mean, the relief.
0: <laughs> Speaking of releases, if you want to see this show for yourself, it's available streaming on High Dive. Both sub and dub uh, for $5 a month, $48 a year. Trust me, take the yearly option. it's Much cheaper than the long run. If you want to own the show for yourself... Is available on Blu ray wherever you buy your anime. I will tell you this right now the Blu ray is the only way you can get both the OVA and the commentary as the OVA is uncensored and not available for not suitable for streaming. Also, the commentary is pretty neat too. I think this was one of the selling points for me on this show. As for us and what we get up to, we can be found on the Dub Talk Podcast on YouTube at Dub Talk Podcast. On Twitter at Dub Talk Podcast, at Twitch on Dub Talk Podcast. Anywhere else is our accounts probably just there and we're not using it. I mean, for God's sakes, you're not going to find us on Tumblr or Instagram anymore because even for the show as watching, as this, why would we post that out there? <laughs> so, uh, go ahead. Uh, how do I say this nicely without sounding dirty?
1: Um... Yeah,
0: fuck it. Go ahead and pluck yourself, Alright,
1: fine. My name is Gigi. You can find me on Twitter and YouTube at Animepalooza where I talk about Kamu uh, from Udapri Shining Live and how I want him to step on me take that as you will. Whatever. I post videos twice a week on my channel and come hang out with me and we will weeb out together and You'll be able to see more of my reactions to this show when I watched it in my weekly Weeb vlog. So that's that's, that's happening on my my neck of the woods. What about yours?
0: Uh, it can be found on Twitter, Jamstar Five Two Nine, on YouTube, Jamstar Five at Jamstar One. Uh, I I do plan to start a whole podcast support, which finally started to pick up some progress now. But uh, there will be more details on that soon. Uh, I'm an assistant editor for this podcast. And show uh, this podcast, you love and support. To which, if you want to support us, we have a Kofi, both a Kofi and a Patreon. To which, uh, I, uh, with our Patreon and our $5 tier, we have Megan's Bob and dad. I'm so sorry you're listening to this episode probably. <laughs> Michelle Travis, Magnus Coyzone, Nico Robin, both Yowie hands, Sue Tweed, and Victor Bay Now, $10 tier, we have Carly Leistakow, Crimson Kinder, Jacob Wilson, Jared Hawkins, Julia W., Marissa Lenti, Millicent Sowerby, and Otaku Anthony. Thank you all, you all, such wonderful people. Thank you. Uh, I promise we'll clean up our act after this filth, but, uh, Actually the filth was not that bad. It's better than watching a Mac and Pie 2.
1: I mean we were able to control ourselves pretty well. I can't say the same about the show, but at least we tried.
0: Yeah, like I said, we kept it up for so long, so uh
1: It's time for it to to slowly slowly shrink down into nothingness.
0: Yeah. So, any final words before we head out?
1: I'm all punned out, yo. I'm all punned out.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Watch us retire to a love hotel or something. uh.
1: I mean, you can, like, choose from a menu and make all your fantasies come true. That's what YouTube has taught me. Great. We'll we'll, we'll Uh, make it work. We'll make it work, fam.
0: I'll apologize to Chris later.
1: <laughs> He's right in the next room. Do you want me to go grab it? <laughs> yeah, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, fam, we better uh, stop recording before I get in trouble.
0: Yeah, this podcast is all. This episode's already too hot. So. Oof,
1: all right, for both. So, for both of us to you,
0: and here at Dub Talk. Good night, Otaku Odd. And uh, keep it up.
1: Love your pieces.
0: Keep it up all that long. <sighs> <laughs>